Blessings, and welcome to Arms Upheld, Support in Life's Hard Battles. I'm Lynn Pierce, and I'm here to hold up your arms with encouragement, something to think on, and a prayer to focus on the one who holds all things together while you continue to fight the battles in your life. In the midst of battle, life can feel overwhelming, challenging, or beyond. I don't know what God has called you to do, what battlefield you are walking through, but at times you may find yourself feeling this way. I want you to know that even though your battle likely looks different than mine, I'm here to support you. I want to stand with you until the breakthrough happens and you can see the victory materialize. My hope is that these few minutes we spend together will help you lighten your load, feel seen, connected, and loved, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's begin with God's Word. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 Through Christ's death and resurrection, He made a way for us to be reconciled to God. Sin separates us from God. It creates a break in our relationships with Him. In order to repair the break, we must repent and seek forgiveness. This is our part. We recognize our sin, turn from it, and then seek God's grace. In our relationship with God, He is always at the ready to forgive and reconcile. Thus, our vertical relationship is restored. The restoration of a relationship involves both parties seeking reconciliation. In horizontal relationships, forgiveness does not restore the relationship. There must be true repentance and a willingness to forgive on both sides. Only then is restoration possible. However, restoration does not eliminate the consequences of sin. Those consequences must still be dealt with, like in David's situation. In 2 Samuel 12, verse 14, God speaks the consequences of David's infidelity and murder through Nathan. The child who is born to you shall die. When the child was born, he became sick. David therefore sought God on behalf of the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. On the seventh day, the child died. When David realized from the whispering household that the child was dead, he arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. And he ate. David explains to his servants that while the child was still alive, he sought God to save him. But now that he is dead, he accepts the outcome. He understands that God has been just, and the Son will not return to him. We can seek God and his will through fasting and prayer, 
but ultimately we arrive at a place of trusting God to do what is right according to Him. This acceptance and love for God is what allows us to worship and continue living on past immeasurable loss. The weight of knowing that David's own actions were directly linked to the loss of his son could have broken him. And yet David loved and trusted God so much that he went to great lengths to seek his will, but also accepted the outcomes God chose. The lessons of his life to this point had brought David to this very place. If we have lived any time on the battlefields of life, like David, we also have some experience with God's faithfulness. As our trust in the Lord builds, we find ourselves willing to sacrifice food and comfort to seek His will, but also accepting that He controls the outcome. This doesn't mean we do this perfectly or that we don't forget at times what He has done for us, but God continues to work in us. Philippians 1.6 tells us, I am sure that God who began the good work in you will keep on working in you until the day Jesus Christ comes again. Let's look at the lesson from the life of David. Recognizing sin and repenting leads us to a restored relationship with our Lord. Yet, that's not where we find the period the rest of the sentence follows. The consequences and outcomes remain to be dealt with. This can be just as challenging to deal with, or perhaps more so. Accepting whatever God determines to be the best outcome is no easy task, especially when there is great loss, like that of a child. Mourning a loss for years or a lifetime reflects our great capacity to love. I'm sure David missed his son and thought of him often. The loss was immense. Do you remember all that David did to have that son be his? And yet David models acceptance and affirm it to the Lord to determine what is best. We don't have to understand God's ways, but trusting Him sets our souls up for receiving His peace. We can accept His outcome and not like it. We can mourn for decades and still allow God to work in us. We can face unimaginable loss and set our eyes on Jesus and continue to follow him down the path he has chosen for us. Many times the consequences we face due to living in a fallen and sinful world may not be directly linked to our personal sin, but sometimes they are. And we can remember how a relationship is restored. Both parties acknowledge the sin, turn away from it, and are willing to forgive. 
Although God is without sin, He is ever ready to forgive us. Jesus paid the price for our sin at the cross. In God's eyes, it's been dealt with. As we turn to Him, He draws us into His loving arms and wipes away our tears and reminds us that our sin is as far as the East is from the West. We are forgiven. Our relationship with God is restored. The thing David did that was different than so many others, starting with Adam and Eve who hid from God, is that David moved toward God. This is our key lesson to restoration. And I think it's relevant to our vertical relationship with God and also our horizontal ones with each other. To wrap up this lesson, let's read 2 Samuel 12, 24. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba and went into her and lay with her, and she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. This account displays restoration between David and the Lord, but also between David and Bathsheba, and even Solomon and the Lord. So even though David royally screwed up, he also royally repented and reconciled with God. And there was restoration between him and his family and the Lord. And the Lord loved him. Let's talk now with the Lord that loves us. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the lessons of David. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to pay for our sins and make a way for us to be reconciled to you. Thank you for always being willing to forgive us when we return to you. Thank you for drawing us near as we deal with the consequences of sin. Thank you for always choosing the best possible outcome. And thank you for being with us ever so closely as we come to terms with whatever that is. When we don't understand, you still love us. When we don't like it, you still love us. When we wail and protest, you still love us. No matter what, you still love us. Thank you for your unfailing love that covers all sin. Wherever there is a break in our relationships, I pray that you reveal the truth to us and restore those relationships. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for joining me for our summer learning from the life of David, Israel's greatest king and a man after God's own heart. Just a reminder that I will be taking off four weeks in July to rest, breathe, and spend time with my family. 
We will pick back up with David on July 31st. But before that comes, we have the month of June to spend together. I'm so glad you're here. And even though your battle may look different than mine, let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.